I'm John. And I'm Jason. And this is Digital Divination on the No Direction Network. We are back for episode 66 of Digital Divination. So, Jason, how are you doing? Yes. I'm doing okay. Uh, keeping busy, of course. How are you? Yeah, I've been, been busy as well. I just went back to teaching uh, this past week, and so kind of getting them back to the, the mode of going in and prepping for class and talking to the students and, and all those those sorts of things. How, yeah, how are yeah, things yeah. at Renegade? Uh, yeah, just just real busy. I gotta say, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to do, and uh, 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 stuff that's um, just sort of uh, waiting for me to get it done, basically. Mm-hmm. At this mm-hmm. point, yeah, I gotta say, um, I'm I'm a, I'm a big football fan, and I'm a Seahawks fan, and I don't know if you mm-hmm. know what happened. They got pretty much destroyed by the San Francisco 49ers today. I was. Not surprised they made some 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 youthful mistakes and things, but it was still mm. uh, disappointing. Hopefully, it's a good learning experience for them. <laughs> are they, there a lot of the, like young? Sorry, are there a lot of yeah like yeah? They have a lot players? of young guys. Yeah, yeah, a lot of young guys and uh, a lot of young mistakes. But their defense is is not looking very good, and they're off. Mm. They just look bad today um, in, mm. in comparison to last week. So, you know, I, I try not to get too invested in them, um, so I don't get. <laughs> down or two up but it's still a little a little little disappointing i uh, are you saw, into sports at all i'm not really into sports that no. much i would say my my stepdad will always tell me about uh, my call my college team the university of delaware blue hens who yeah. they're playing yes. and all oh, your your blue hens are doing this and i'm like i don't know anything yeah. about the blue hens except for that they have a very interesting mascot <laughs> Uh, well, I, I, I cut you off there. You were going to ask something else? I was just going to say, I actually uh, uh, saw some people today in, in person. Some uh, uh, an amazing, Whoa. I know. Um, Whoa. Uh, uh, Alex Agunis was uh, in town. Um, I, I did not know that. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, he's, <laughs> as of recording this, he, he still is. Uh, and uh, uh, Dustin, Dustin Knight was uh, yeah. the, the yeah. two of them were sort of uh, around. Uh, Dustin sort of, uh, you know, kind of lives around here, I think. Right, um, right. Uh, but um, yeah, well, you know, we just went, I just, I didn't, they were, they're staying kind of actually pretty close to me uh, uh, right now. And so we just sort of, oh, let's go, let's just go get ice cream. You know, they have middle of the afternoon. And I'll just say hi, so we can walk around. You know, not have to go into yeah. any place really. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, Luis joined us too. Luis Losa joined us, so oh, nice. it was you know a good seeing some people. People, some people I haven't seen since the last PaizoCon, and then yeah, you know, some uh, you know Luis who I would see a little more often. But I I talk to him every two weeks because we have a game together. Right. Uh, but mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. seen his face in a while. We don't often have our cameras on, so that was nice. A little a little hour long break in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a little no direction get together. A little bit of a no direction get together, yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, you know, I'm what I'm going to have to to get on Alex for not 
telling me he was in town now because now I'm going to feel Uh-oh. kind of bad. Well, don't, don't. I was out of town for most of the okay. day, and I imagine I'll have to talk with you afterwards about why he was here because I have some guesses. Um, oh, so, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, cool. Um, you know, last time um, we talked about making and naming characters, and oh, and somebody complained that we got it was like took us to like after minute thirty six to talk about naming characters. So, um, <laughs> I guess it, <laughs> people really want to know how we name characters. That's interesting. I, yeah, and it's like, well, you know, we don't have any super I, super I tricks mean, or anything. But yeah, I, anyway. So when I title things, I got to be more careful now about saying, you know, mm. the, the parts and things. But this one, uh, so we talked about making uh, initial characters there. And I thought mm-hmm. we could talk about some, about making high-level characters. And then a little bit about high-level play. And maybe you can talk some about development uh, challenges when oh, you're yeah. developing for a higher-level Starfinder uh, play and stuff. How's that sound? Yeah, definitely. That sounds great. Right. right. Well, so last time I, I talked in a lot of detail about how I make characters. I'm going to actually let you start. On, and talk a little bit about how you go about making a higher level character, not a not a starting character, but something right. a little bit higher up. Something that you're just starting the game at 16th level, not you haven't played. Yes, it's not. This is not about leveling up until you get to 16th. Right? This is like oh, you got to make right. a 16th level character. Oh, poof, okay. Um, I mean, like, well, for uh, for me, I I would say that the the, the sort of concepts are, are not much different. You know, I kind of think about like, what do I want to play? Who is it? And you know who they are and, 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 and uh, where it fits in with the party and that kind of stuff. Uh, but um, uh, after that, I think I tend to try to work a little backwards. I would say if there's something mm-hmm. pretty high level that I want to get, that I definitely want to have, it's like, Oh, I got to have this. I mean, if it's like an item or whatever, that's a different, that's just, I spend the money on it. But, uh, uh, but there's like a, a higher level feat or a, or a specific high level class ability. You know, you want to look at that one first because they'll often have prerequisites. Um, right. and so it's best to sort of like, Oh, well now I need to make sure that I, as I level up, I mean, I sort of don't necessarily like build the character the way, but just as the, the, for the concept start there and then be like, I mm-hmm. need to get like all these other prerequisites to make sure, you know, it's something that's sort of, uh, 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 I'm trying to think of one that is be like, uh, have a lot, but, um, you know, I'm just thinking a lot of the Pathfinder first edition feats that might have like, right nine prerequisites or something like that or you know prerequisites that have prerequisites and so forth and so on um mm-hmm. i don't think starfinder has too many of those i don't if i don't if i don't recall correctly um but uh, uh if they are they're in, uh, probably in the the, the later ish books but and then you know just do the do the usual um mechanical stuff of make a first level character and then just sort of make sure and then get the basics down and then, and then not necessarily level them up each time, but just sort of like, this is it. And then, okay, this is where the, you know, what the charts are, you know, just look at that and like, Oh, this is the difference between right. base attack bonuses and save bonuses and stuff like that. And just boost them up to that. But, but in a way, uh, uh kind of starting off by saying, make sure you have the base of the, the stats and, and then, and, and that, then that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, that's real similar to what I do. Um, one of the things I find, is that I need to keep track of uh, feats and mm-hmm. I need to keep track of if it's, uh, you know, like a mechanic or certain things that have uh, tricks that come at certain level points. Yeah. Cause it, so it says them, you know, if you go to the archives and you look at the table and says, okay, you know, this is what you get each level. But when you're saying I'm making a 16th level character, it's like, 
well, you didn't go through all those intervening steps. Yeah. Making sure that you get the proper number. You don't get too many. You don't get too little. And so what I'll do is I'll, I'll write down, okay, so if it's mechanic tricks and you get those, you know, even levels, I'll put this mechanic trick two, four, six, eight, mm-hmm. 10, 12, 14, 16. There are feats. This is feet one, three, five, seven, nine, right 11, 13, 15. And so I'll just have those kind of laid out. And then I'll go, you know, like you, I'm looking to see if there's prerequisites and things. And then I'll start kind of filling those out. And I'll start with simpler, like doing the feats. I'll start with the simpler feats, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of low level ones that, you know, like mobility and, and things right. that you might always take. And then there's some that are kind of behind um, like a BAB uh, mm-hmm. barrier, right? So you have to have a minimum BAB for penetrating strike and things like that. Um, so, you know, or for like, there's another one for reflecting uh, something or another, right? So mm-hmm. minimum, right? Minimum BAB levels for, for doing those. So that I do some kind of organizational things, but I'm a lot like you. I look to say what, kind of character do i want this to end up as yeah and so if it's you know i'm thinking like um when uh so ron was working on the his book for devastation arc he had the the final book which is 18 to 20 and so um this is like two years ago where our group actually play tested a couple things in there so he could get the power right yeah and uh, so we had characters that we had played up to level uh, 12 through uh, Dead Sons. And so we said, well, let's, let's level them all up to 18. And so we kind of took a starting point there. And so, okay, mm. here's the changes between uh, 12 and, mm-hmm. and 18. Make sure we get those, scale up everything. And so that was mm-hmm. relatively simple. And you can you know buy new equipment and everything. When right. you're starting from scratch, I think that makes it a little bit more complicated. Um, and you can also end up being overpowered because you're missing all the upgrading of equipment and everything as you go level to level. Yeah. You're just buying yeah. or yeah, whatever you mm-hmm. got with the money you get at 16th level. I mean, that's true. Yeah. 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 That's tough. So, you know, so I kind of like that, that I'm not wasting, <laughs> you know, much on, uh, on those sorts of things. But yeah. So kind of coming up with a, a, a basic concept and saying, okay, well for this, this is what I want to be able to do. Um, one of the things you have to decide though is, do you want to multi-class? Yeah. Right. For something like that. And uh, for me, if I'm doing high level and I'm thinking I'm not going to take it all the way to 20, I don't worry about taking, you know, dip into soldier for, you know, uh, a Solarian or envoy or something like that. Mm-hmm. But if I think I want to go all the way to 20, there are a lot of, uh, most of the classes have a level 20 kind of ability thing that oh, yeah. you want to have access to so that's yeah that's another consideration yeah that's true this those capstone abilities are always uh, uh they're 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 big and 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 a little ways game breaking but on purpose uh right. that they're just sort of meant to be like this is the thing that you do when you get to the level 20 just to reward the people who stick to the same class uh for mm-hmm. for 20 whole levels yeah i'm not i'm i don't think i much consider myself a multi-classer uh when mm-hmm. i play these games i should just tend to stick to the one class uh maybe you know uh uh you know an archetype or something like that to sort of flavor it up a little bit or or right. you know when they existed a prestige class but uh uh mostly i'm just sort of straight down the, straight down straight shot down the line you know you mentioned prestige classes i actually like those a lot i think that would be yeah. a, 
a kind of neat thing if we had that where you could get, you know, 10 levels of something and you'd max out a really cool ability from that. So you're not missing mm. out on the capstone of your original when you will multi-class as much, uh, you know, you won't feel that missing as much because you get a new oh, yeah. capstone. That's, that's really cool. It was an interesting design space that, that is just a sort of like, here's a, cl- a new class that you can only mm-hmm. get at, you know, not right away. And you need to meet certain prerequisites and stuff like that. Um, I think they're definitely fun for, if they're eh, more fun, if they're more connected to the flavor and the lore of the world. Right. Uh, right. You know, we got all the archetypes that are sort of, well, <clears throat> whether or not you'd still use both of them, would be kind of tricky, but um, uh, you know, archetypes are just kind of a lot of ways general in some cases not, but some of them very general. Uh, but then like the, the, the big ones that sort of, if you wanted to do something that maybe takes some stuff like, um, like a battle flower, uh, the, that particular mm-hmm. archetype probably maybe would have been cooler as a prestige guest if those things existed, because it is a very specific, uh, 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 thing, right. The very specific niche, I would say, you know, and, and mm-hmm. a lot of the times those prestige classes were pretty niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an archetype that has a archetype that has, one neat thing on it, higher level that I really like. And there's nothing else I really care much for it. I don't remember the one it is, but it's where you can gain fortification. Oh, right? and your yeah, body. So, yeah, fortification of your armor. Yeah. Basically, it's kind of yeah, your, yeah, yeah. And it okay. can grow. You know, there's a couple of different ways to get fortification, and it's like that's just such a neat thing to be able to have a chance to have a crit not crit mm-hmm. you, not you know you, yeah, higher yeah. level. You know, that's, I mean, that's, that, I mean, that, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, there's a one of the things, yeah, one of those high level things that are, that are yeah. just fun, you know, just to be like, oh no, it, it can be a little frustrating when you're a player and that kind of stuff happens to you, I gotta say, uh, you know, when yeah. someone's like, oh, you don't penetrate the spell resistance, you have kind of, your turn is over. Um, and right. that's it. But, right, right, uh, right, yeah. uh, but uh and or you know your crit doesn't happen so i can see why some of that's uh you might want to move away from that in the game design thing but also you know when you have it as a player it's pretty awesome like you know anything that's like like blur displacement too it's just like no you don't hit me this round you know because the gm's rolling all bad on the percentile or something you know right 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 well you know that kind of reminds me um you you mentioned a couple you know displacement kind of a spell-based thing. The other neat thing you get when you get to higher levels is there's some really, really cool armor and weapons mm-hmm. and fusions you can get, you know, yeah, yeah. and other, other higher level artifacts or magical items. And, and so that's something that is kind of neat. One of the, the limits you have is they're all really expensive. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. So the, uh, the scaling, do, do you know the scaling of cost for armor? What's that? Ba- is that a? Uh, I don't. I don't know the math. I gotta say. Okay. I, I don't know what that was calculated on. I just sort of have the chart. <laughs> right. That's yeah. Like, it just. It just. This level item should cost about this much. Fast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't um, seem like the gold you get <laughs> keeps up with it. Well, we try. I mean, oh, the, so we the, try to be yeah, like, "Hey, your credits are here. The items that you, yeah. you know, giving out stuff." I mean, there's a lot of that stuff too. Ends up being, you know, we talk about high level magic items and high level artifacts. Stuff that's sort of interesting and weird uh, makes great treasure. Doesn't make necessarily right. make great buying stuff fodder. You know, like shop right. going out and buying it. But if you get it, hey, it's pretty cool. And I've got this pretty thing that makes me right. do something awesome. Right. But I would never go out and buy it because it costs right. too much, and I right. want to really want to buy a better armor or a better weapon or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and that's I mean that's the tough thing. Uh, you know, when you're playing an adventure, you you kind of some of them have you can shop and get something up to this level thing, mm-hmm. uh, or you find it an armory. Like there was an armory in in one of the the books, and you have a percentage chance of finding things at different levels. You just oh you want this? Well, you look around and let me roll. Oh yeah, there happens to be one in here. You know, so that's kind of a one way to to kind of get specifically something that map matches mm-hmm. onto you. Otherwise, you get drops and like. You know, in like we're playing um, Devastation Arc now, and I think I'm level 17. And we have two heavy armor wearing uh, uh, party members. Yeah. Well, yeah. usually at any given level, only one set of heavy armor is dropping. Yeah. So it's like, well, okay, we alternate or, or whatever. Whereas you get lots of light armor because you have lots of light armor, you know, wearing people and stuff. That's true. That's true. It, 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 it's, it's tricky. It's a tough balance. It's always been a tough balance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I um right before we got started here, I was actually editing uh, episode ten of um, Devastation Arc that that we have going on, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna I actually have to post it here for tomorrow. So I got to finish it up after we're done here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, one of the things I I notice about high level uh, adventures is the encounters seem to take a lot longer than yeah. lower level. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, you know, even though the dice do, like, get bigger, uh, you know, the hit pool mm-hmm. pile, the hit point pools are getting bigger, and right. it doesn't necessarily, I think that the, 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 because you're getting more dice, there's that more of, um, at least for, for damage, right? There's more uh, variability, right? In, in, right, in in a pool of dice, uh, and so, but yet this damages, the, the hit point point are, are, are scaling for, like, Mm, always kind of an averagey rolls, but you don't always put those average rolls. Um, and sometimes you roll really low a lot, and it just feels like a you know you're just uh, wailing away at a brick wall or something. Um, and and uh, like you were saying too, like you have all these different abilities and spells and powers and stuff to pick from yeah. every turn. I can see how it could get long. Yeah, you know, I think part of it is you know figuring out what you want to do and being ready to do it, just like any any game thing. Yeah. Um, it seems like. If you go on, like me, I go on these big uh, bad roll streaks. It's like, man, you know, I I miss and, um, you know, we got six players in there. So I got to wait, you know, for six people to go plus all the critters. And so at the higher level, we're getting a lot more creatures thrown at us. So there's a lot of them to go. And then, oh, wait, you know, here it is 15 minutes later. Now it's my turn again. Okay, what what am I going to do? So it, it... does slow it down because of the complexity it seems like yeah 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 it's a it's just you know and it's an unfortunate artifact of this kind of play you know it's it's just that there's just I, a lot <laughs> so just generally a lot just high level often just means more more of things right. more 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 stuff to think about well it seems like from a design perspective it's important to actually balance like having more versus, you know, if you have one big bad that hits you, right. You get mm-hmm. something that's a CR 17 that that's going to hit you. Well, you know, we've run into some high level stuff and if they crit you, they're doing like 120, sometimes 150 points of damage. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's like, that's something, you know, they do a full attack. They can take out a character just with that. You know, versus if you have multiple smaller ones, it kind of distributes that damage a little bit more, presuming maybe they don't gang up, 
Um, mm-hmm. But that also tends to slow things down a little bit because then you have multiple targets to focus on and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the, the uh, constant specter of action economy uh, at any level really is that when you have one thing as a baddie, one baddie, it gets to go, you know, and then you've got four to six turns of uh, uh, 46 characters, each taking their own turn doing focusing on one the one one person while the while the baddies only gets to maybe maybe hit two people maybe three people with like a spell or stuff like that um uh uh so you know those fights kind of do tend to go faster um uh because the bad guy doesn't usually last as long as you would like when they're the big <laughs> beefy bad uh uh they don't get to do all their cool stuff sometimes but um yeah, when then you have more people, they get to do more stuff. So you, it, 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 it's tough. To, I think that's kind of tough to balance at any level, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, uh, it's just that at high level, things can get even it's more skewed, I think, you know, because you want to say, well, this is, they got to hit big. They, they're big, big, bad guys, and they're level mm-hmm. 18. And, and, you know, you, you throw them, you know, to do it, like, to for it to be, you know, we challenge it. And you guys are, you said 17, right? So you're right. you're probably fighting if you're fighting one, you're fighting one like CR 19 creature, which right. is definitely going to like, because there's the, but even, even, even between like 16, 17, 18, 19, those, those levels, the, the, the numbers kind of get a little exponentially bigger each one. So, so the, the difference between a, you know, level 17, level 19, and maybe like a level one, and level three, like that difference is, is more noticeable, more noticeably felt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely in their like uh, their ability to hit their their modifiers mm-hmm. to hit are like you know when we're looking at them you know when the rolls are coming out it's like they're rolling a three and hitting us and we got to roll an yeah. eleven to hit them you know those yeah, sorts yeah, yeah. of things. Um, but what are some of the considerations as you're developing something you know high level that you take have to take in that might be different than if it's a medium or low level? Right. Yeah. I mean, like saying that there's all these extra the powers in terms of adventure design and we can talk about some of the other design stuff too but in terms of adventure design um there are we always want to say that like at this point you know if you most likely have been playing since first level if you get up to these high level campaigns right the um the way to to you challenge players becomes slightly more difficult because they have access to a lot more things, but the trick is not to try to take those things away or to negate them in any way. Like mm-hmm. uh, uh, the trick is to try to think of something that almost requires those things. Like, you know, you know, we talk a little uh, about uh, flight and when that kind of comes into play for, for player characters at high level, you got to assume kind of that, like most likely people are going to be flying around doing all sorts mm-hmm. of different types of movements and stuff like that. So you try to figure out a way to be like, oh, to make it challenging to to have a room or you know an area that's got lots of little bits that you can fly around to, and that's where the monsters are doing the exact same thing, flying around. So you've got to uh, mm-hmm. uh, compensate and, and sort of meet them at their level. Um, that doesn't always work in practice. Got to say, you know, sometimes it's just uh, you know you got to for story purposes you got to be like, well, this there's a big snowstorm. Um, and so, or like, oh, your teleportation. Is it, that, that's the other one that comes right. after flight is teleportation. How do you lock that down? And you don't try not to, but sometimes you kind of got to a little bit. And it's unfortunate when, you know, but like, well, this is an area is covered in the weird teleportation thing that messes you up if you try it. Um, uh, 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 but when it comes down to like 
maybe like fighting someone or like who's gonna maybe like it's like they'll teleport away if there's any kind of like way to shut down the player stuff that the that the players can shut down that shutdown i think is one thing mm. to think if they mm-hmm. play smart enough or or you know roll right and, and or, or investigate the right thing they can be like well i know this guy's gonna try he can tell you know maybe you know you learn about the baddies can throw the switch he's gonna teleport away and that's gonna also at the same time throw up this anti-teleportation field maybe there's a way that we can sabotage that field so that we can chase the bad guy afterwards even if he does get away yeah mm-hmm. um so so that's that's i think that's the one of the biggest adventure hurdles for for high level play what about like for skill challenges and stuff do you just scale up the numbers or do you try to this, make it a little different yeah i mean sometimes it's just the easiest thing to do is to scale up the numbers a little bit but you know i'm sure you've you've already come across a lot of things with starfinders that some Certain classes uh, uh, can can really just sort of blow through the 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 certain certain DCs and and whether or not you want to try to challenge. I mean that's always the case with like any game where one player might end up you know making a character that sort of outclasses everybody else in a certain field. Mm-hmm. And I think for that it is not the 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 quote unquote solution is not to make it harder for the whole party just to challenge that one person. I think the solution is to sort of say, oh, just sort of understand that this person's going to, uh, this this class, this this character or whatever it might be, is going to kind of shine here. And and if you're running your own stuff, the, the trick is to try to figure out ways to make the other people shine. You know, hit, right. hit, hit, uh, you know, narrative wise, you can hit people's backstories. You could, you could, you know, do something mm-hmm. with their character that, that makes them sort of gives them the spotlight. Uh, the one you're writing uh, an adventure for print, it becomes a little trickier where you've got to just sort of like maybe throw in, you know, the numbers, maybe sometimes boost them up a little bit so that operative is the only one that can succeed and, uh, but that, or like, you know, and, and, and make it so that the operative can sort of help other people. When you do succeed really well, you actually get to help someone else. So, so you use a normal DCs right, and then right, just right. sort of like give a little bonus for when they do really, really good. Uh, makes mm-hmm. everyone, mm-hmm. I think, feel a little better than the other way around where like only the operative can succeed and no one else can do anything. Yeah. You know, you, you, you were mentioning that. And when I, was leveling up for this um, this uh, pretest that we're we're doing or playtest we're doing for Ron. I had an operative, mm. and uh, 18th level operative has an awful lot of skill points. Yeah, you know, especially if you you know have um, ability modifiers, put some into intelligence and stuff. And so one of the things I very intentionally did is not I could max out like everything but two. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, okay, well, you know we have an envoy that likes to do a lot of envoy stuff. So I'm not going to max out my diplomacy. And we have a mystic that likes to do mystic stuff. So I'm not going to max out mysticism. So Mm -hmm. basically I could do a lot of the other things and I didn't always chime in to do them because I know other people like to do them. And very intentionally, I could not do things to allow them to shine. And uh, because otherwise it's like, and I'm looking at this, it's like, you know, I could be good at everything, but stuff that we don't care about, and that just wouldn't be fun for for other players. Yeah, I mean that's very good, very very considerate of you, John, to be a, that that kind of player. <laughs> um, uh, and hopefully everyone is playing with those types of people who are like, right. oh, I know when it's my turn, 
And when I, if I happen to roll really good and when it's my turn and I roll great and everyone's going to be happy, but I'm not going to be like, well, I have a better bonus than, and, and try to butt in right. to do everything else. Um, I guess that is a, that's an interesting consideration of high level play from the player's perspective is to say, if you happen to have that character that is maybe slightly more overpowered than the rest of the group, um, you know, sit back, sit back. It'll be fine. It's going to be fine. And if you need to, Mm -hmm. you know, if they, if things get so bad that you need to be the one to jump in the rescue people, then, then, then maybe that's where you get your spotlight. But, uh, uh, you know, let, let, let other people (laughs) share the, share the table with them. You know, um, I haven't really felt like I've ever really had that problem in like home groups. Um, right. Anyway, because I, you know, I feel like I've gotten really lucky with the people that I've that I've played with. Um, so uh, didn't even really <laughs> occur to me that much to, to to think about what what you could do as a player. Yeah, we we have a home group where we're playing through um, Horizons of the Vast now, mm-hmm. and um, so we had six players. And if four players can play, then I still run it. And the issue though is because everybody's very careful not to step on somebody else's toes. Oh, yeah. When somebody's missing, like, oh, Ron, Ron was out. Ron ran a marathon and he can't make it in today. Sure, yeah. He's the only person that has any decent mysticism in our group. <laughs> well, we're in trouble there, you know. Yeah. And, and so that's kind of the trade off of everybody trying to make sure um, they focus on something that other people focus is then you don't have a lot of backup or it's really low level backup as that's well. That's true. So. Yeah. That, I mean, and then you run, you're, you're in that case you're running in a little bit into the running something that's already that's been pre-written right in a in right. a game where maybe you were making things up as you went along oh you know ron's not going to be here today i'm right. going to throw that oh, mysticism yeah. challenge at them today because right he you know they're not going to be able to solve it so i can i can maybe push that back or shunt to the side or think of some other mm-hmm. solution uh, right and so that puts a little bit of work on the on the gm when you've got that really tightly knit group that that is always you know covering each other's butts uh to when someone when that when that important link is missing mm-hmm. but you know that's that's why we play these games i think you know is to <laughs> for for me that that that's a sort of it sets up a bit of a challenge as a gm to 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 solve and and help everyone have a good time regardless of you know life and 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 whatnot so you've you've been a dev on a lot of different uh ap lines and mm-hmm. you've written a bunch what levels do you prefer to work on? Do you like the low level, the medium level, or the high levels? I think, I think probably the low, lowish to, to medium. I would say, you know, before before it gets into double digits, um, yeah. is kind of like the stuff that I think I like the most because you can get it. It's just sort of as a writer anyway. You get a handle. You have a handle on what kind of everyone can do. Mm-hmm. Where once mm-hmm. you get up to the higher levels, you you just couldn't possibly think of everything and 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 in a way the longer a game is out the longer a game like starfinder or pathfinder is out the more stuff that exists out there that you couldn't possibly necessarily keep a handle on spells and whatnot but um that's why in general you know you're hopefully uh if you're a writer you've got a developer who's kind of least thought of a little bit here and there about like oh i happen to know that this burrowing spell or whatever might make this adventure trivial and Granted, mm-hmm. it, there's only going to be like a five percent chance that a particular group has that for that, you know, and is playing this adventure. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just got to roll the dice when that happens, and sometimes you just got to you know, put it in there and and then be like, well, it's going to be up to the GM. There's a lot of, despite the fact that 
uh, pre-written adventures try to do a, as much as they can to sort of help you run the adventure. Uh, you, sometimes you're just going to have to be like, well, that doesn't work for me or that doesn't work for my group. I'm going to have to flip it around. I think I, I, I kind of um, personally decided to do something like that pretty recently uh, with the, the, the first outlaws of Alkenstar adventure when I was mm-hmm. running it, I was like, oh, I think I just want to, f- I think it'll be more fun if I just kind of flip these two parts. And it's didn't really make much of a difference uh, in terms of like the narrative of the story, but it was just like, Oh, they'll probably enjoy this before this happens. So, or I really right. wanted to get to this part before this part anyway. So, and, 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 you know, luckily I, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, to say nothing of the nothing wrong with the adventure, of course, but it was just sort of a you got to make it your own. Yeah, you know, I've I've had to um, not have, I've been able to develop a lot of uh, spells and uh, feats mm. and pieces of equipment, all kinds of stuff for various levels, right? And yeah. uh, and oftentimes, you know, they want to, you know, the developers say we we need to spread all the way the whole gamut yeah. in. Yeah, one of the things I, I find that's easier is like five to eight, five to nine. There's mm-hmm. lots of cool stuff you can do there. It's not overpowered. Um, and there's enough unique things you can bring in. The lower levels, there's tons and tons of stuff. And it's just like, yeah. oh, man, there's all these things you can already do. So it's a little bit harder to come up with something cool and novel that isn't already yeah. done and yeah. that doesn't go up to, you know, kind of supplant yeah. something that's higher level. The really high level stuff is hard. Yeah. Hard. Yeah, you know, yeah. to think, you know, if I if I'm making an eighteenth level feat or ability or piece of equipment, it's gotta be really good. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you can you can look at, you know, this something that just scales up a lot of damage or or you know, gives a lot of um, you know, utility for something. But to come up with something really cool at high level, that's that's a real challenge. I think that's a real yeah. challenge. I think that I, I, t- I totally agree. You've got, you know, your six level spells and high level equipment that needs to do, it needs to be worth, basically worth the, worth the, uh, yeah. the bang for the buck. Yeah. And then you got to compare, you know, so like when I'm putting stuff together, I compare it against, you know, what can other classes do mm-hmm. at this level, either with spells or abilities. And is this on par or does it suck? <laughs> Usually <laughs> it's not way better, right? Usually yes, it's I mean, one of those not. two, you know, yeah. to do that. <laughs> um, and, and similarly, I'll say, I also like playing and running that five to eight, five to nine level. And um, yeah. because it's really easy. I know all the, I, every, everything from, you know, level nine down stuff. I know that pretty well and yeah. can just go in and run it. And not a big deal. When he gets to a higher level, I I have to um, as a play as a GM, I actually got to rely on the players, mm-hmm. you know, to tell me, oh, so you have this really cool thirteenth level ability. Pick, oh, so what's that do? You know, <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it, me. but I've never really yeah. seen it. You know, yeah, so tell exactly. me about it. You know, and so I kind of get you know get to learn more about like that. Um, playing it, at, you know, like I'm playing this seventeenth level Vanguard. Oh man, there is so many things I can do. <laughs> I have to have a I have to have a cheat sheet printed out with all the abilities and everything that they can do, and it's like six pages. That's oh, my boy. cheat sheet, yeah. so yeah. that when it's my turn, I can find the right thing amongst all these related abilities to do. So it's, it's cool to be able to do that, but it's it makes it much more complicated. Definitely, definitely. Can I? What about um, you? 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, well, I just wanted to sort of point out a different, another thing that sort of was a yeah. consideration for the devastation arc uh, adventure path. As we were like, we need to do the high level stuff, right? We we'd already right. done a bunch of one to twelve, one to thirteen ish, um, and um, I had to sit down. I sit down and be like, okay, well, uh, this should go to twenty, right? That's people are gonna yes cry foul if it does not um but the way the sort of things had been spaced out already is that uh if we had kept the same cadence as the previous adventure path volumes it would not go it would not like we just couldn't reach it so you know it'll be a 13 14 15 16 17 18 oh no i need four volumes right. and and it's sort of like should we try to do four should we just sort of like figure out a way and and i uh i decided that um it would probably be easiest to kind of cram the extra content kind of like earlier on, not ex- cram mm-hmm. exactly, but just sort of like, well, squeeze this in here because assuming that up at the high levels, you're going to need more texts, more space for text for stat blocks and other sorts of considerations. So that's why mm-hmm. that one is sort of skewed to be only the normal length of whatever. Um, uh, but for all that too, I was like, well, what if we just, gave the adventure eight more pages <laughs> every volume <laughs> um yeah. and just cut one of our sort of back matter articles at that point yeah. and that's sort of this is what we ended up doing and i think it ended up working out okay uh and uh uh it was also just sort of in a way it'll be a small relief to try to not have to fill that space with other things um uh, because you know it would have to be high level gear right. or high level spells right. or you know to, to fit with the theme of uh, the thing and we, we got some stuff in there of course that is some high level gear and and and, and uh, i can't remember if there's any actually player any options too i get to write some yeah, for, yeah. Uh, book five yeah yeah definitely oh um, no i'm thinking i'm thinking horizons of the vast i'm sorry wrong thing right well that yeah, yeah that that is a trick you know sure, yeah. but like you know that last yeah. volume of of devastation yeah. arcs got to have some player options right. in there we have to try to put them in every one of them but right. um giving a little more pages to the adventure to make sure that there was room for getting up. Cause I think I said the first one goes 13, 14, 15, 16, goes up right. to the 16th level. Right. And then it goes 17, 18, 19, no, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. That's what it does. Yeah. Um, now I remember. Um, and, uh, uh, and so there was one extra level in there that it was like, okay, well, we'll just have to, because it's, it's a consideration to try to, fit in that money encounters so that people can get up to the levels to be there. So, mm-hmm. and, and some of it came down to like, well, we can, we might have to throw in some, throw around some extra story awards, <laughs> XP, uh, just to, mm-hmm. to make sure that the numbers get hit. But it's been a while since I've looked at that uh, particular AP. So I hope it turned out. Okay. I remember it a lot of things to... very distinctly by the, by the yeah. way, and I'm, I'm excited for you to, to get to them. And I want to hear all about it when you do get that high. Uh, okay. Especially, even even though you have playtested Ron's adventure, I don't know if you know what's coming. Exactly. We don't. I, I he didn't explain. I like he didn't explain a lot of yeah, stuff. That makes sense. Uh, other than the origin of a certain phrase that's used in book three, <laughs> he told okay, us where that came from. <laughs> Very good. Um, I'm glad. Which which is really cool. It's kind of yeah, funny, yeah. you know, um, for doing that. No, it, it uh, it's been really good. We're about halfway through book two now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you oh, know, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, Eleanor's yeah. So we're at seventeen. So yeah. we'll get to eighteen here uh, before long. And it, the book one was way different than book two. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, you know, starting out. So that's, that, that's, that's been kind of good. And we've really kind of, uh, have gotten into our groove. Um, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about, it. I, I don't know how much fun I've had with this, you know, relative to, you know, we did Don, um, uh, what's the first one? Uh, Dead Sons. Dead Sons. We did Dead Sons. Then we did Donna Flame as a group. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing Devastation Arc as a group. And we had a lot of fun with Dead Sons. We had a lot of fun with most of Donna Flame. Actually didn't like Ron's book, book four, because <laughs> it was really weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> you probably know why. Um, it was okay, but it was like, wow, this is really weird. And he made it really hard, you know, those uh, <laughs> the, the creatures he put in there were really challenging, which is kind of nice. And this one's been kind of neat, but the story, it's it's been hard for mm-hmm. us, I think, you know, the, to get the story, our, our minds wrapped yeah. around the story totally. I think we got it, you know, together pretty well what's happening. Um, but it does, it's a little bit harder, you know, it's a little bit harder. To, yeah, to get I get that. that. I think that one was a challenge to get a story for as well. It's got to be, you know, to make a high level. It's got to be high level. It's got to feel high level. Right. Um, so, and, and then, and then figure out a way to get that story to the players is always, always a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, because I'm playing it, I haven't read, I got the books. I haven't read it cause I don't, I don't want to do that till I'm all done and then I'll take yeah, a look yeah. and I'll probably run it for one of my other groups, you know? So, oh, cool. There you go. But yeah, but it's been good. It, maybe you can play if you want to play. Well, maybe I, don't, yeah. I, I, I can, I can separate my knowledge. I've done it before. <laughs> Yes. And other games and other, uh, yeah. but it, it's so tricky. It's real tricky to be yeah. like, because most of what I end up doing is just kind of sitting back and letting other people. Yeah. That's not as much make fun. Play it. And it's fun. fun. You know, I can be like, ah, I'm here. And then I'll, what it would be the best to do to either like make a character that's just really, really like smart or, or got a lot of foresight or something like that, that I could be like, well, that's, I'm saying that's this is my character did. that I figured this out. Yeah, because he knows what's coming, right? Yeah. So, so, so in our, um, so, uh, Horizons of the Vast, he made a precog. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. So that he, you know, he kind of could foreshadow and foretell what's going on. Because I think he wrote the first book of that he one. He wrote the right? first one. Yeah. Do, do yeah, you know if so he ended up kinda... reading any of the other books? Right. I know so. he knows. He probably knows the whole outline. He probably knows the general yeah. He knows. I mean, because the first the one lays out what's happening. Yeah. Well, um, but he said a lot of stuff had changed even in the book. You know, as I, as I was running it and stuff. So, but we'll see. Okay. But yeah, I'd like to get you in a game. We'll we'll shoot for that. But maybe we'll, we'll get something that was developed after you left. <laughs> I mean, sure. That's gonna be <laughs> a couple not? years. Just saying. You know? I know. I know. At this point, uh, it's the, the cycles. Yeah. Well. The last thing I developed will be out next spring. So not a couple okay. years, only maybe a year, a year. Next spring. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you mean spring 2023 or 2024? 2023, 2023, because oh, okay. that would All be, right. that would be the end of the drift crisis stuff. Okay. Well, yeah. because, um, I mean, I don't know how soon we're about halfway through that one. Uh, yeah. Maybe around spring we'll be starting something new. All right. Hit me up. Check you out. All right. (laughs) At some point, I'll, uh, uh, I mean, there's other, I mean, there's stuff I, there's lots of stuff I don't know everything by heart, of course. Uh, I mean, mostly I would say scenario adventures and, uh, Mm -hmm. 
I do know what's kind of like it's sort of like I do know what the uh, to defy the dragon is about, and I know generally like kind of what happens, but I don't know specifics. I would say. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll get you for something <laughs> for sure. Sounds good. Definitely. All right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah, getting caught up. Yeah, getting caught up. I'm John. All right, and I'm Jason, and this has been Digital Divination. <laughs>